You are making the world a better place by listening to the Joy of Living podcast. This is your guide to achieving a more purposeful, powerful, and positive life. Join Barry Shore in unlocking the best version of you and becoming happier, healthier, and wealthier. And now, here's your ambassador of joy, Barry Shore. Good day, beautiful, bountifully loving immortal beings and good-looking people. Remember, you're good-looking. She's always looking for and finding the good. We found good in abundance. You are going to be just so leaning in as we work with our dear friend Jake later in the show, just a few more minutes in the introduction. And you will be very happy to do especially if you're a male or if you're a female, because it applies to both. So welcome to the Joy of Living podcast with your humble host, Barry Shore. And you tuned in today for one reason and one reason only. It's the best reason in the entire world, because you care the most in the entire world about you, Y-O-U, which is great, by the way, because when you become the best you, you make the world a better place. You build more bridges of harmony. You create more joy, happiness, peace, and love in the world. Now, Right now, you're being joined, by the way, by 348,613 people around the world, all of whom are tuned in for this one reason, to become the best you possible. So I'm going to urge you to understand that on this show, as you know, we work with the three fundamentals of life. And these three fundamentals enable you to be happier, healthier, and wealthier. Who doesn't want that, right? Now, the three fundamentals, of course, are number one, life, your life has purpose. And when you lead a purpose-driven life, number two happens, in this case, a good number two, you go MAD. Now, MAD is a wonderful acronym that stands for make a difference. You lead a purpose-driven life, you make a difference in the world. And the third fundamental is to unlock the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms. Simple example, right now, this podcast has been carried around the world over the internet. Ask anybody, what does WWW stand for? Invariably, those answers are with the internet, of course. And factually speaking, they're correct. But in our world, the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, WWW stands for what a wonderful world. And what a is a word, right? W-H-A-T-A. And of course, whenever you hear the opening bars of that amazing song, What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong, Satchmo, that it went viral and not just touched and helped tens of millions or hundreds of millions of people, but billions of people around the planet listen to that song. And you hear the opening bars, what do you do right away? You smile. You can't help it. Now, smile is one of the most important words you could ever internalize, utilize, and leverage in your life because smile stands for seeing miracles in life every day. That's right, seeing miracles in life every day. I got to tell you, thank God, back to doing in-person webinars and seminars and hugging people, no masks and such. Recently, I did a uh, show with 1,176 people, lots of great energy. And I'm talking about smiles, seeing miracles in life, the story of Barry Shore. And there are people raising their hands and saying, hey, Barry Shore, Barry Shore, I've been up for hours where I haven't seen any miracles. And I asked them, are you here? Can you hear? Can you stand still? I can't do that. Can you walk? I can barely do that. You have water to drink, you have food to eat, you have a place to sleep, you have family, you have friends. Every single one of those is a miracle. What's the proof? Simplest proof. A million people didn't get out of bed this morning. You know why? They died. By definition, if you're watching or listening to this, you didn't. Therefore, you have an obligation to live life to the full, to live exuberantly. Let me tell you a quick story. It's about me. Imagine, if you can, standing up in the morning, hale and hearty, able to leave tall buildings in a single bound, and that evening being in the hospital, totally, completely paralyzed my neck down. And it was not from an automobile accident. It wasn't a spinal injury. It was a rare disease, which I've never heard of the day before, that took over my body in a matter of hours, rendered me a quadriplegic. Nothing in my body moved my neck down. I could only communicate by blinking my eyes. 144 days in the hospital. I was in a hospital bed in my own home for two years. I couldn't turn over it by myself. I was in a wheelchair for four years. 
I had braces on both my legs, my hips to my ankles, and that was progress. Thank God today I'm able to be vertical and ambulatory with the help of a seven-foot walking wand. So I'm a tripod, not a biped. I still can't walk up a stair by myself. I can't walk up a curb by myself, and I have help 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But you hear my voice. Positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, all because of that one word. Smile. Seeing miracles in life every day. I got to tell you quickly, my, it's very funny. My eight-year-old niece comes over to me a few weeks ago, and she says, Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry, can we spell smile, S-M-I-E-L? I thought about it. smile, smile sounds the same. Why not? I asked her, how come? She says, because then it would stand for seeing miracles in everyday life. Out of the mouth of an eight-year-old. But what was she doing? She was creating the kind of world that she wants to live in. Now, CREATE is a wonderful acronym that stands for Causing Rethinking, Enabling All to Excel. That's what we're going to learn with Jake today. Rethinking. We call it a shift in perspective. Now, I'm going to tell you, I've been working with people for more than 42 years. And 97.2% of all people who, when I talk about shift in perspective, they drop the F and shift and the other stuff happens. You got to be really careful when you pronounce words, shift perspective. When you do that, then you can internalize and use the six most important words you'll ever hear in your life. And they are choice, not chance determines your destiny. Choice, not chance determines your path in life and the trajectory of your life. Now, I got to warn you in advance, I'm going to warn Jake also, that your humble host, Barry Shaw, does use a lot of four-letter words. I even use the four-letter F-U word because it's fun and the shock value. Now, of course, the four-letter words that we use, since we live in the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, are love, life, hope, grow, free, gift, pray, play, swim. And the four-letter F-U word is fun. That's right, F-U, capital N, capital N. Now, I know there's some people out there right away raising their hands saying, hey, Barry Shore, fun is only spelled with three letters, not in our world. The world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. Fun is spelled F-U, capital N, capital N. So after the show, when you see your family and friends, I want you to point your finger, put a smile on your face, twinkle in your eye, and say, F-U, everybody. But remember to add right away, capital N, capital N. So where'd you get that? I said, I listen to Barry Shore and the Joy of Living podcast. He wants to teach the world to F you, capital N, capital N. So before we bring on Jake in just another minute, I'm going to urge everybody to do the following. I want you to use the two most powerful words in the English language three times a day from now the rest of your life because it will help you and your family and your friends and the world be happier, healthier, and wealthier. And these two words are, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank stands for to harmonize and nurture kindness. To harmonize and nurture kindness. Imagine you go into your um, your coffee shop and you order a fancy latte. You sit down, somebody brings it to you, say thank you. Go to the coffee shop, you order a fancy latte. Nobody brings it for a couple of minutes. You go to the counter and they say, I'm sorry, we forgot, we're busy, we'll bring it. Go sit down, another minute goes by, somebody brings you, still say thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop and it's raining out and somebody holds the door open for you. Say, thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop. It's raining. And somebody slams the door on you. You still say, thank you. You're in traffic. You're late for an appointment. Somebody cuts you off. You say, thank you. Get up in the middle of the night and you stub your toe and it hurts. You say, thank you to harmonize and nurture kindness. Kind is a wonderful acronym that stands for keep inspiring noble deeds. I can't think of anybody that I'd like to share with you right now that inspires noble deeds more than wonderful, delightful, always pleasant, Jake Kaufman. Jake, please say hello to 367,890 people around the world. Barry, thanks so much for having me. That was quite possibly and very easily the best introduction I've ever heard. Well, thank you for being here, wonderful Jake. We call him Jake uh, I want to tell everybody a couple of things. If I start reading all the things that Jake has done, it would take the rest of the show. So I'm just going to jump in and tell you a couple of little points. But I want you all to be aware of the following. When Jake and I start working together and all these things he's going to share with you, don't write down. Don't think you have to remember. Because all you have to do is go to my website, www.whatawonderfulworld.barryshore.com, B-A-R-R-Y-S-H-O-R-E.com. Everything about Jake will be there at the website. Just get the experience. 
Jake is an amazing, wonderful being who has gone through what he's going to talk about. Very successful in business. He was able to do anything he wants, and yet he recognized he was unfulfilled. And because of that, he was now driven to do something to find out what's the issue and what he could do not only to help himself, but to help many, many thousands of other people. So Jake, let's just jump right in. I'm going to ask you a big question. What is it that you have found that people do to sort of compensate mm -hmm. for the issue of being unsuccessful and trying to move into success? The two things that I've noticed that people take on as compensating strategies are number one, it's typically the opposite end of the spectrum. Number one, it's people pleasing and passivity in an attempt to be liked and accepted. Or on the other hand, it's to be a high performer and take on this high performer persona, which is not necessarily them, but it works in terms of creating their success or their initial success but in my experience or in my case, ultimately leads to a lack of fulfillment and a lack of peace because it's not who they genuinely are underneath. So give us a, an example, if you can, of what it means to be people-pleasing passivity. In other words, I can understand it. Does that yep. mean that you are always saying yes and therefore feeling at the end of the day drained? Is that what we're talking about? Totally because both people are doing the same thing. It just looks slightly different, right? Same song, different dance. At wow. the end of the day, at the end of the day, these are compensating strategies that people are leveraging, however unconsciously, in an attempt to avoid, avoid pain. And what we see most commonly is that they're doing so in an attempt to avoid being rejected. And this is incredibly common because when we're really little kids, the most important question that we answer and it's most often unconscious because when we're little kids we just don't have the mental faculties to recognize this is who do i need to be what do i need to do and how do i need to be perceived in order to be loved and accepted by mom and dad eventually further on in life admired by my peer group and accepted by my peer group and then even later on in life accept or excuse me successful in business or in career Right. And this has us take on and wear different masks. Right. The word personality derives from the word persona. It's a Latin word, which quite literally means mask. So who we become throughout the course of our life is this amalgamation of genuine traits and characteristics, personality traits, but also adaptive traits that are in response to avoiding being rejected or not accepted or unsuccessful and a failure. So I, first of all, I love the insight into that idea of the mask and that whether you're doing it or one is doing it for being accepted, liked, and therefore stroked and thinking that that's what life is about or the other side, as you said, cause the same coin, two parts, that yep. hard driving lookout world, here I come. Yep. success, if it's possible to get that. But both of those are merely there masking pain. Correct. So let's talk about your journey. By the way, JOY is a wonderful acronym that stands for Journey of You. I like, I like that. that. Isn't that beautiful? That's great. what JOY is all about. It's Journey of You. It's bringing the mask off. First of all, recognizing that there is a mask which is, by the way, a very difficult step for most human beings. Amen. Ripping it off, which hurts, mm -hmm. until you realize that by ripping it off, it's the best thing that ever happened. And Absolutely. then coming into genuine self. So mm -hmm. tell us about your journey and how you discovered that you were masking and therefore avoiding pain and then recognizing it and therefore able to overcome. Great question. So it wasn't until around my late 20s, I had experienced quite a bit of success in, in corporate. And yet 
like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, I found myself fundamentally unhappy, unfulfilled, anxious, and I, I didn't know peace is probably the best way to put it. Oof. And yet, and yet externally, here I am looking at everything that I've been able to create in my life, in business, in work, in my relationships. I had a lot of friends, an abundance of friends. I never had an issue with attracting partners, romantic partners. And yet something internally was missing. And I knew that. And so I didn't have language for it at the time. But what I would say to my clients now is that the pattern always reveals problem. So I started to notice these patterns that I was repeating in my life, especially when it came to romantic relationships, relationships with friends, family, etc. I would only allow people so far in before I would sabotage the relationship. Mm. And self-sabotage is really just another way of saying self-protecting. Because of the sexual abuse that I experienced growing up, love, connection, and intimacy to a certain degree or at a certain point fundamentally felt unsafe. And so I would let people in, friends, family, or romantic partners to a degree and then my nervous system would essentially say, hey, there's a threat here. We have to distance ourselves or run away from this threat. And what is the way that the self-protective part of our psyche uses in order to accomplish that? It's self-sabotage. And so I started to notice this pattern. I also started to notice the pattern in work because I would sabotage my success. I admittedly have been fired from every professional job I've ever had, <laughs> which is why I work for myself. I wised up. And I also started sabotaging different opportunities. And so I'm like, okay, what's, what's going on here? What, what is the underlying unconscious motivation beneath my behavior? What, what's driving it? And so that had me start to seek out help. And I started to meet with a spiritual guidance counselor and a therapist and that was when I acknowledged and first acknowledged that what had happened to me growing up was sexual abuse. And that was what set me down the path of healing and of taking off the masks. Like you let, me, let me interrupt. And I do this purposely because I'm going to tell you something about interrupting. Sure. Uh, it has to do with pattern. You did not know that you were sexually abused when you were young? I had never acknowledged it as sexual abuse because I was right around 12 or 13 at the time that it happened. And the circumstances surrounding the incident, it actually happened in front of a lot of other people. It was this hazing incident that just went way too far and was this assault, right? And because it was in front of other people, everyone kind of treated it differently, but most commonly everyone rubbed it off as a joke and just kind of brushed it under the carpet. And because it was so painful, this is very common whenever there's abuse, assault, or like an acute incident around trauma, is I dissociated and suppressed it because I didn't know what to do with the pain. I didn't know what to do with the emotions, the anger, the bitterness, the resentment, the sadness. I didn't know what to do with that. And so I dissociated, which is very common, suppressed and repressed the incident, and it wasn't until I started going to therapy and my therapist started to like dig beneath the surface and peel back the layers of the onion around, well, what could be the thing that's preventing you from deepening into relationship? What could be the thing that is preventing you from letting a greater degree of love and intimacy in, right? We had to go back to determine what those roadblocks were. That was when he said, hey, have you ever thought about what that incident was like if you thought more about that and it wasn't until i started to talk about with talk about it with him where i was like oh that was sexual abuse wasn't it and he was like yeah so there's a very important aspect of life that <clears throat> successful people and i use success now not in the monetary sense sure. but in the sense of living well meaning true friends, yep. true intimacy. Uh, and it's the process of recognizing patterns, yep. the ability to break a pattern, 
and then reassemble patterns. Yep. So, uh, uh, we, as you know, I mentioned we love acronyms and such. So we have the most important building block number in the world for construction is called PI, PI, right? Yep. 3.14, ad infinitum. Uh, but in our world, the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, PI stands for pattern interruptus. Yeah. When you can recognize a pattern and then interrupt it, you have the opportunity to now do something which is instead of PI, read it IP. IP stands for inner peace. So the ability to achieve inner peace is this wonderful journey that you just brought us on in, in the small bits here of recognizing a pattern, saying, this is not what I want, dissembling it, and recreating the pattern that you want. Absolutely. Deconstruction to reconstruction. Well, let's talk about that because I think yeah. that's part and parcel of what you do and how you work with other people yeah. to effectively enable real people, especially men, let's be blunt. Yep. I think certainly men and women have the issues, maybe in a sexual issue, women more so than men oftentimes. However, men have a different kind of block. Mm -hmm. and, and we're about blocking and tackling and don't bother me and tough, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Bring us through the pathway that you share with guys mm -hmm. in order to get them to the point where they can actually recognize the pattern break it and reassemble. So if we think about life in terms of halves, in the first half of life, we look at the mountain that is our life. And our entire goal is to conquer it and overcome it. Our entire pursuit is for power, possession and prestige. Ooh, I like and it. The three, the three P's power, Possession and prestige. Possession and prestige. Correct. Okay. Again, don't write all this down. Everything's at the website, www.barryshore.com. And as I ask all the time, please share this with five people. You don't have to share it with 50 or 100, although that's good too. Five people so that by the time it's being shared, we'll touch a million and a half people. But it's really important, these three Ps that you just mentioned, Wonderful, Jake. Let's go a little deeper just into each one for the moment. I mean, they they yep. seem self-explanatory, mm -hmm. but let me hear from your perspective, that's another P, what mm -hmm. uh, the three Ps are. Well, obviously, possession is financial abundance, money, the pursuit of money, things like that. Prestige is typically image, status, and reputation. Right? And power is just its influence. There's nothing wrong with that when we're really young as kids, because on a certain level, we need to develop a healthy ego structure and this confidence that allows us to believe that I can do it and I have what it takes. The problem for most men is that they get locked in this phase of development and they never truly break out of it, where in the second half of life, the mountain that is our life, all of a sudden, it's there to mold us. It's there to shape us. We're not trying to conquer or overcome it in order to further feed our egoic false self. We see our challenges as that, as things that are there to mold us and to make us wiser so that we can better contribute to others and make a difference, as you would say. First of all, I, I'm loving this. I'm, I'm getting this image and I'm seeing that the growth of the human being is recognizing that, yes, these power, prestige, possession exists. And now we want to use them as a lever for benefit, not just for self, Correct. but what we call the higher self. I'll just share with you in my book called The Joy of Living. You deserve it. We talk about two levels of self. There's yep. the lower self and the higher self. The lower self is seeking excitement, losing focus. Mm -hmm. What you were talking about, just doing things, all right, okay, self-sabotage even. The yep. higher self is recognizing that you're a soul experiencing life fully. Amen. When you get to the soul part of life, which is where you are now, having mm -hmm. gone through the lower self, right? Yep. And now you're here to serve, 
In other words, the essence of the higher self is rooted in this wonderful word called service. Am I correct? Amen. Absolutely. Yep. In the first half of life, we're primarily concerned with answering the question, what do I want? So you're correct. It's all about the self. You call it the lower self. I would call it the false self. Same thing. In the second half of life, the question, the primary question that we seek to answer is what can I contribute? So it becomes all about service and giving to others and, and leaving an impact. I would call that the true self, right? You call it the higher self. I call it the true self. Same thing at the end of the day. Right. But in order to make that transition, to go from the false self into the true self requires that we address the pain that caused us to take on these different aspects of a false persona mm -hmm. that isn't actually who we truly authentically are, that causes this fracture in our essence, in our, in our soul and how we show up in the world. That's why transformation is so much more about unbecoming than it is about becoming. It's not about getting somewhere. It's about returning to who we authentically are, who we truly are. But that requires pain. It requires pain. That's what deconstruction is all about. Pain is a fundamental part of the deconstruction process. But no one really wants to go there. And so when my clients come to me, all of them want to improve their health. They want to improve their relationships and they want to improve their, their financial status, right? They want more opportunity, more financial abundance. Not that there's anything inherently wrong with any of those things. There isn't. At the end of the day, we get to take a deeper look into why do you want those things? Because in my experience in coaching hundreds, if not thousands of people over the last half plus decade, most of that, the unconscious motivation beneath the conscious desire is one of overcompensation. And so we have to dig beneath the surface to reconcile the pain that we've experienced in the past. Otherwise, we're just going to continue to recycle it into the present. As Carl Jung once said, until we make the unconscious conscious, it will continue to direct your life and you will call it fate. So let's talk about pain only because it is a word that frightens most people. Sure. And yet I'm going to ask as a question, but I'm going to make it as a statement as well. The pain that you're talking about, um, I have a, a friend that grew up with, he was a songwriter. We were playing together in a little band, mm -hmm. 17, 18 years old. And he wrote a song called Sweet Pain. And it was uh -huh. about this process. In other words, pain in the sense of excruciating, unbearable, impossible to understand is less about what we're talking about than more about the pain that gets relieved from one. Yeah. As if you're walking around with a 85-pound knapsack on mm -hmm. the back of your neck. Yeah, And it just it bothers you, but no, you don't know what to do, how to do it. And all of a sudden you're able to take it off your back, put it in a corner and look and say, oh, that was all? That's all I had to do? Yes. Well, it took yeah. time to get there to realize that, yes, that's what he had to do. But the pain relief is so powerfully good mm -hmm. that you wonder why you it took you so long. Am I correct what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, this is what Pilgrim's Progress is all about, if you're familiar with the old book. But the reason that so many people have such a difficult time with pain is because they have a difficult time with paradox. Because a paradox, there's tension in that. But we know that acceptance and rejection, those two things go together. So when you push away one, you push away both. Success and failure they go together. Love and hate, they go together. They're just two sides of the same coin, opposite sides of the same coin. And so you cannot experience joy. You cannot experience peace without, it's a paradox, right? In order to know joy, in order to know peace, you have to 
know what is not joy. You have to know what is not peace in order to come home to true peace and true joy. What a wonderful way to complete the first half of our fabulous interview here with wonderful Jay Kaufman. So we're going to have uh, some fab wonderful sponsors that love us. We urge you to patronize them because we only offer great products and services. So please do that. We're going to be right back after this brief message with more Jay Kaufman, more ability to go deeper into self and soar up words. Be right back after these brief messages. Opportunity. What an opportunity. I'm going to use two four-letter words right now. Free gift. Free gift. Yes, you can have a copy of my best-selling book, The Joy of Living, How to Slay Stress and Be Happy, the ebook version for absolutely free. All you have to do is send an email to me, Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, at barryshore.com. And in the heading, the subject line, just write, free gift. <laughs> it's as easy as that. This is a life-changing, life-enhancing opportunity. Barry at barryshore.com. You'll be glad you did. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Free gift, do it now. Take the action, make it happen right now. Best wishes, bye. Imagine the kind of place you would want to shop for your favorite fur baby pet. Honestpets.co. Well, you found it. Honestpets.co. Not .com, .co. This is your go-to spot for the best, the cleanest pet treats that exist anywhere on the planet. All of the brands go through a rigorous review to make sure they meet the high standards of cleanliness, health benefits, and naturalness. This site was started by a husband and wife team, and it's veteran-owned, and that care about pets, especially dogs and cats, and coming soon, bird treats. These are very nice young people who really care about making a difference because a portion of proceeds go to support veteran organizations with a focus on service dogs. This is the place where you want to go. You want to tell your friends this has the finest, yummiest, freshest, all-natural treats and stuff for your fur baby. So go there, honestpets.co, honestpets.co. Do it now. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved immortal beings, and good-looking people. Remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. We have good in abundance. Our cup runneth over with good. And his name is Jake <coughs> Kaufman. <laughs> it's called sneezing on the truth, Jake. And that's what we've been talking about. Inner peace, truth, and the ability to recognize that in oneself. And to go from pain into relief and to go soaring. And if you really want to fly, which everybody wants to do, FLY is a great acronym that stands for First Love Yourself. So we've been talking about breaking down deconstruction in order to get to reconstruction. And I think we're in that process right now, wonderful Jake, where we talked about the, the sweetness of pain. Now talk to us about reconstruction. What happens after the, the, you recognize the pain, you put it aside. It doesn't mean that life is pain free from now on, right. but you're now able to deal with anything at all. Am I correct? Absolutely. I think you'll enjoy the way that I put this, but reconstruction without deconstruction will always be incomplete and insufficient. However, deconstruction without reconstruction is just mental masturbation. Right. You have to have both of those of those things together. Too many people are trying to reconstruct without deconstructing. And unfortunately, what ends up happening is you get you encounter so much resistance along the way because you haven't done the necessary healing or cleanup work in order to remove the blocks and barriers that keep us from experiencing greater success. And as you pointed out, we're not just talking about financial success. We're talking about joy. We're talking about peace. We're talking about internal abundance and fulfillment. So when it comes to, to reconstruction, we have to go on a further journey at some point in time that becomes bigger 
than who we are, where it naturally evolves into serving others. That's what reconstruction was all about. It's always about a coming home back to our true and authentic self, where we have nothing to prove and we have nothing to protect. That is a place called inner peace, I believe. Let me, you mentioned the T word, which I am a, a very big fan of. The T word is transformation. Hmm. See, what we're dealing with today with wonderful Jay Kaufman and everything you want to know is at my website, www.barryshore.com, B-A-R-R-Y-S-H-O-R-E.com. There's, this is not about information. There's so much information on the web today. It's, I call it IO, information overload. It's not even about inspiration because inspiration, yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's go. And then, okay, you know, 24, 48, 72 hours later, it's back to the that pattern of, like you say, self-sabotage. This is yeah. really about the T word, transformation. That's what people want. One of the things that Jake excels at is enabling people, especially men, by the way, that's really your, your focus. Am I correct? Is men more so than women? It has been, yes. When I started my coaching business over five years ago now, I was serving both men and women, but within the last two years, felt the call to transition and only serve men. Okay, so it's about transformation. And that's what people Correct. really want. They right. want transformation. They don't, and when they get to the point, let's say you're working with Jake, it's not that Jake is going to transform you. You transform you. And by the way, we're talking now worldwide. There are people and from China, Pakistan, India, Sri Lanka, Indonesia, all throughout the African continent, all throughout Europe and Central America, Latin America, the United States, everywhere. Everybody is driven by the same things. You're human and you want to excel. You want to be the best you possible. And that is due to the T word. It's transformation. It's not information or inspiration. Those can help you along the way. They can motivate you to get going. But really what Jake discusses and Jake works with and what Jake's success is about is transformation. Let's do the following. I'm going to put you on a little bit of a pedestal, but um, I'd like you to do this. Without giving <laughs> us a name, give us an example of somebody that has come to you and was able to go through the process, either, let's say it took three months, nine months, a year, two years, whatever the time is, and sure. walk us through an example of what happened with somebody. So I'll give you a very recent example of a client that came to me who is incredibly successful, seven-figure entrepreneur, and yet he didn't know peace, struggling with anxiety, arguably neurotic behavior, right? which is fundamentally driven by anxiety or the avoidance of anxiety which made his success feel that much more empty and hollow, which is a similar experience to me because externally he had everything that he could ever want, but it at the end of the day was unable or incapable of filling this internal void that was beneath the anxiety that he was experiencing. And so we start, we start working together, we start unpacking, we start revisiting the past in an attempt to reconcile the past so that he's not recycling his pain into the present moment. And he realizes very quickly that the first million dollars that he made was in an effort to prove his dad wrong. Sounds like a story out of Greek literature. Okay. Now what? <laughs> yep. All right. Well, now we get to go into the strain in the relationship with his dad and the pain that is that inevitably comes with it because him being successful in business was just an overcompensation to avoid addressing, reconciling, and dealing with the pain that was present in the relationship with his dad. So of course we had to work through that, right? We had to undo that and separate emotion from experience because he had a lot of painful experiences with his dad where there was still anger, bitterness, resentment, and sadness. And so as we were able to reconcile these events and heal these past events, the emotion that he had been suppressing, that his anxiety was protecting him from feeling, 
he was able to eventually release those emotions, which was the, the source of his resistance. And now he's able to move into a life where he's experiencing a greater degree of peace than he ever has before. And not only with his father, but with significant other and with children, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. Because whenever, whenever we have pain from the past, we inevitably that's not been dealt with. We projected onto others. And so, so, yes, of course, not only was he able to heal that relationship with his father, at least in terms of what he had experienced in the past, but yes, the healing extended to everyone else in his life and every other area in his life. So as we said, this show is not about Jake Kaufman, great guy that he is, not about even Barry Shaw, <laughs> fabulous fellow. It's about you. Why owe you? You becoming the best. Let's talk about your book, please, for just a bit. Absolutely. The title is Let Love In, right? Mm -hmm. The subtitle, The Pain Stops When the Truth Starts. Tell us, everybody knows that you write a book because it's a personal expression of giving service to the world. What is it that you want people to know about the book? What will it help in terms of people's transformation? All of us have a threshold when it comes to the amount of joy, love, financial abundance and opportunity that we feel safe to receive. Until we heal, we can't expand that threshold. We can't move beyond our present limitations in order to allow a greater degree of love, intimacy, joy, peace and abundance into our lives. Everyone wants to get to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have to interrupt you, Jake. This is Jacus Interruptus. How do you know that? That's one of the greatest blues song of all time. Albert King is the one who made that famous. You know that song, right? I don't know that song. Well, that's, that's a line from the song. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Everybody wants to know the reason without even asking why. I love it. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, yeah. Look it up, Albert King. You're gonna you're gonna start hearing it. Kerry's gonna say, "Would you please stop playing that?" <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorites. It's it's because it's the essence of truth. It is. Yeah. Everyone wants the resurrection, but nobody wants the crucifixion. It's a paradox. The way up is the way down, right? But nobody wants to go there. But we know that in order for a muscle to grow, what has to happen? We have we have to tear it first. It has so let's, to tear. Let's say the following: is yep. from for this audience, Absolutely. this audience is different than the rest of the world. People tune in to this show tune in for a purpose. The mm -hmm. purpose is they want to be the best you possible. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to just revise your statement because we want to be as clear as possible. It's not that nobody wants to do this. There are few people who want to do it. People who are called, Amen. I call winners. There's only 2% of the population of the world that ever gets to the point of being a winner. That's it. That's the reality of life. Yeah. I would love it to be 5%, 10%, 20%, 30, 40, 50. Okay. It's not true. It's 2%. True. It's always been that way. Yep. The difference between a winner and a non-winner is taking action. And that's what Jake is talking about. We can give you all the tools, all the information, all the inspiration. But unless you want to do the transformation, that is taking action. Action is the key to success in life. Action is going to be that which is going to rip that pattern and enable you to let love in. So give me, give us one or two major points from let love in that you think are gold nuggets that people need to say, wow, I didn't realize that. Mm. The number one goal of the ego is to maintain the status quo. And the best way for it to do that is to hide the truth from you. That's a big one. Hiding the truth from you. Next one. Which is why the pain stops when what? The truth starts. So I'm going to give you something as a gift. 
I was privileged years ago. Uh, those of you watching this know, well, we'll see. Those of you listening, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm 74 chronologically, so I'm older than Jake. Actually, I'm twice his age. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I was privileged years ago to head up a division of a very large company. And I met with one of the other heads of a division of this very large company. He was heading up the insurance division. Very wonderful man. I was in my uh, 20s and he was in his 40s. And he got to know each other a little bit. He told me part of his story. As he said, he's an alcoholic. Now, he had been a recovering alcoholic for going on to 11 years at that point. He gave me the exact days because when you're in AA recovering alcohol, you know, it's not just 11 years. It's uh, it's 3,624 days, et cetera. But the point is that he taught me something, which I'm giving to you as a gift. He says, ego is an acronym that stands for edging God out. That's what ego is. In this case, God equals truth. Edging God out. Because the more ego, then the less truth, by definition. You want to remove that ego and reduce it so much that the truth can shine so you can actually be free mm -hmm. to live life to the full. So I'm giving that to you as a gift. That's what, and maybe you knew that. Did you know that ego stands for edging God out? I have heard that before, yes. Right. That you gotta you gotta be a, an, an addict to know these things. I I fall into that category. So me too. That's basically that's what you're talking about in your wonderful book, Let Love In. The pain stops when the truth begins. So let me hear one other nugget from the book. We heard Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. And you, you did a riff on that. Is there yeah. something else that really we can punch with the T word, the transformation? We talked earlier about how most people want nothing to do with pain. When in reality, pain is an inherent part of growth. And I talk about the work of Viktor Frankl quite a bit in my book, if you're familiar, the man who wrote Man's Search for Meaning. <laughs> and and in that book, he mentions that there are three meanings to life, love, purpose, and suffering in order to return to love and purpose. Suffering is the way through. If the way out is the way through, suffering is the way through. And suffer he did. If you don't know Viktor Frankl or anything about him, you must do a search so you can understand what it is that Jake is referring to here and the pain and suffering. And he was uniquely positioned in the world as an, as the witness to man's inhumanity to man, and yet being able to come out of it and bring to the world a pathway through to truth. I'm, Jake, you're so articulate. You don't need me to tell you this, but I'm telling you anyway. You're so articulate. You're so clear. You're so capable of sharing with us that this is a remarkably important aspect of living well. In other words, if one is not doing what Jake is advocating, then you are not fulfilling your destiny, your mission in life. And everybody has a great mission, by the way. Part of the, of course, is asking the question, what is my mission? Which, by the way, goes to pain, doesn't it? Because the way to avoid knowing what your mission is, is not to ask. <laughs> I think I'll just get up and go out there and um, I'll sell more, or I'll do this, or, I, or you drink to mask it, or whatever mm -hmm. it is that, that keeps you in the trenches and keeps you masked. Uh, one of the things also that I learned from this fellow who was an alcoholic, a recovering alcoholic, is uh, something called yaw-yaw. You might like this. Y-A-W-Y-A-W, okay. which stands for you are who you associate with. Mm. So your circle of friends, relatives, people that you associate with, at some point, you recognize that it's up to you to choose. Isn't that correct, Jake? 
and that these relationships make a great deal of difference. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No man, no man can escape influence. I love that. No person can escape influence. So what do you do when the influences you recognize are deleterious, debilitating, destructive? You just get on a bus and leave? Well, at the very least, you're going to have to significantly decrease the amount of time that you spend either in that space or with that person. Right? Because even if even if we don't have any close connective relationships in that environment, we still are subjected to the energy of that environment. Every emotion has a frequency. So if the environment that you're in is rife with lies, deceit, a lack of integrity, whatever it may be, you're going to constantly be subjected to the energy that is associated to those very things that's going to have an impact on your energy your frequency which of course determines what you attract the amount of joy peace abundance fulfillment that you attract into your life and so yeah you have to you have to create some sort of distance so once you begin to recognize and ask the question who am I? Why am I here? And now that I know, what am I supposed to do? Those are the three W's. Mm -hmm. You must take action and recognize that influence is pervasive. If it's negative, it will invade. Absolutely. Therefore, you need to shift, as we call it, and yep. keep that F in place. You need to shift your perspective and move into a frequency that is higher, loving, giving, service-oriented. Fair enough? Absolutely. I mean, when we think about our capacity for happiness, they've done a lot of studies on this. Um, it's called the hedonic adaptation is the scientific. Hedonic adaptation is the scientific. How do you spell that? H-E-D-O-N-I-C adaptation. 50% of it is genetic. It's based on genetics, what we inherit from our parents. 40% is attitude. 10% is environment. So yeah, environment plays a huge role. So let's even construct it as a triangle or well, people call it a pyramid. The 50%, that's genetic. Nothing you're going to do about that. The 40% is... Attitude. Attitude. That you control. Amen. Let's say it again. That you, you control. control. And then the 10% is environment. Yep. That you control, control as well. So you can't say, well, I, this is the way I am. I'm inherited from my parents. Okay, there's 50%. But the other 50% is yours. And guess what? The one, the 50% that you control will trump the 50% of the other, unless, of course, you are um, clinically clinically have issues, leave those aside. We're talking about the regular people. Regular people, you are in control of your attitude and your environment. That's what Jake is saying. Am I right, Jake? Absolutely. Woo! This is mind expanding. This is heart expanding. This is wonderful. It's great stuff. Oh, Jake, we love you. Uh, I am only <laughs> sorry to say that we're coming close to our time together here to close. So I'm going to ask you three questions. Are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Number one question first. Will you come back again? Absolutely. I would love to, Barry. We've got a lot, of talk, a lot to talk about. Kindred spirits oh. right here. Thank you. Thank you. Number two, you only have 80 seconds to answer this question. Here we go. What is your most fervent desire? My most fervent desire is to constantly increase my capacity to love myself, love God, and love others. <laughs> That's beautiful. 
And number three, may I give you a hug in front of 369,817 people around the world? Please. Okay, but I got to tell you what hug stands for. Hug okay. stands for heartfelt, unlimited giving. <laughs> Ready? I love, One. I love it. On the count of three. One, two, yep. three. Uh, <laughs> of course, you're listening to the Joy of Living podcast with your host, Barry Shore, and our amazing, wonderful Jake Kaufman. Everything you want to know about Jake and what he does, go to www.whatawonderfulworld.barryshore.com. Share this with five people so we can touch a million and a half people around the world. Remember, this is the Joy of Living podcast where we talk about the three fundamentals of life. These three fundamentals enable you to be happier, healthier, and wealthier in every real aspect of the true self. Three fundamentals, of course, are number one, life. Your life has purpose. You lead a purpose-driven life. Number two happens, a good number two. You go mad. You make a difference in the world. Number three, unlock the power and the sequence of everyday words and terms, such as WWW, what a wonderful world. Smile, seeing miracles in life every day, as my eight-year-old niece says, seeing miracles in everyday life. Create the kind of world you want to live in. You create the kind of world you want to live in, causing rethinking, enabling all to excel. And remember about shift perspective. Keep that F in place. And then the result comes with the six most important words you're going to internalize, utilize, and leverage in your life. Choice, as Jake has been teaching us, choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Use four-letter words. But we live in the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. So the four-letter words that we use are love, life, hope, free, gift, pray, play, swim, and tell the world to F you capital N, capital N. After the show, point your finger at your family and friends and tell them, F you, everybody. So where'd you get that? I, said, I listened to Barry Shore, the Joy of Living podcast, and it will open up and say, what were you talking about today? And you'll say, well, he had on this guy named Jake. We're talking about the true self and the false self and mask and getting rid of it and deconstruction, reconstruction. Woo! You will remember everything will come flooding back. And then remember to use the two most powerful words in the English language, three times a day, consciously and conscientiously, consciously and conscientiously from now and the rest of your life. And these two words are, thank you, thank you, thank you to harmonize and nurture kindness. Everyone, everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Therefore, be kind always, kind, keep inspiring noble deeds like wonderful Jay Kaufman. So a blessing from Jake and Barry is to go forth, live exuberantly, spread the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and love. Go mad. Go make a difference. Jake, don't go away. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings, and good-looking people. Remember, you're good-looking, so always looking for and finding the good. You've tuned into Insider Tips, and we are here today. I am deeply humbled and honored to be speaking with a representative of one of the most important organizations in the United States of America, and therefore the world, because the United States of America is what protects the world, and the American Legion is deeply involved. First of all, a huge thank you for being here, wonderful Jim Triola. Please say hello to hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people around the world listening to this podcast. I'm so pleased to be on the show today. Thank you so much. You're entirely welcome. We're going to dive right in. If, if you don't know, I've never heard of the American Legion, you are missing out. And I urge everybody, everybody to begin to learn more about the American Legion. You can do that through the program we're going to be talking about today, which is called Be The One. It is so vital to understand that the people who joined our service and helped protect us are now on the front line facing suicide on a regular basis. It is a tragedy of enormous proportions that people should even consider suicide, the ones who protected us. So we're going to go deep, Jim, and you're going to help um, make us understand what's going to happen. We in just a few days, we have coming up something called the Armed Forces Day. It was originally put in place by uh, President Harry Truman back in 1949. It occurs on uh, this Saturday, May 20th, 2023. And it is so important to understand that Armed Forces Day and then followed directly by Memorial Day is a time for every 
single American, every single American, to reach out to people who are in service to say thank you for your service and to make sure they understand that you are available to be of benefit and help at any moment. Is that right, Jim? That's correct. Okay, so let's just talk about the program called Be the One because it, it shakes me to my very soul that there are people in from the armed forces who have served either on the front line or in any capacity whatsoever that are now taking their own lives because they, they don't see hope. And the Be the One program is that tip of the spear that can really help people. And it's so easy, by the way. Any veteran, any veteran, if you know them, you know of them, urge them to do the following. Reach out and call 988 extension 1. 988 extension 1. 988 extension 1 in the United States of America. And go to be the one.org b-e-t-h-e-o-n-e be the one.org yeah you can use www you don't even need it be the one.org let's just dive right in and tell us what is the issue here jim that is facing people and that is causing this terrible horrible pandemic called suicide so uh going back about three years ago the american legion uh, needed a, uh, we decided to have one big priority. Our number one priority right now is preventing vet veteran suicide. And what we decided to do was uh, three years ago, we signed a contract with an Indy race car team, uh, Chip Ganassi Racing in Indianapolis. And what we did was we took this uh, car and made it into a, a, uh, a national program called Be The One. And the purpose of doing it nationally was to get America to understand what was going on in the veteran community. And it's a travesty of what's going on. So the statistics since 9-11, 125,000 veterans have taken their own lives since then. That's more than we lost in Vietnam. That's more than we lost since then. It's 50% more than with this, uh, civilians taking their own lives. And uh, from the local level, and, and, and by the way, that car is resonating. We get six to 8 million people watch TV, see that race on TV every time they race. And we've got corporations and nonprofits all over the country looking to help us out with this program. So from a local level, and that's where the, the, the most important piece of this is, we've got 12,000 Legion posts across the country. Why not use them for resource centers? Okay, let's, so, let's just jump right in here and, and okay. understand these, yep. these daunting statistics that Jim has just uh, shared with us. But let's understand what he just said also. The American Legion has 12,000 posts around the country. Those are posts that can become centers of joy, centers of happiness, centers of peace and love. And that's what's going to combat this terrible, terrible pandemic of suicide. Because we have to learn to stop the stigma. The stigma is, well, gee, I don't need help. You know, I was in the armed forces. Yeah. I, I'm a tough person, whether fit man or woman. Stop the stigma urge people to reach out. It is the most important aspect of life, touching another person, especially a veteran. Am I right on that, Jim? Especially so right. a veteran. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because the, the main priority be the one is to re remove that stigma. And what a better way to talk to, to, to reach out and try and help another veteran. Veterans talking to veterans are really, we all talk the same language. Many of us have seen the same things. A lot of them have uh, seen the same traumas and the same horrible things that nobody would ever want to see. So what we do is we reach out, we call them buddy checks. So you reach out to a veteran, you ask about their well-being, you uh, uh, start a conversation, know what questions to ask. You know, a lot of our members are being trained to do that and learn how to listen. And when you learn how to listen- This is so important, these words you just used. Yeah. Learn how to listen. I'm going to jump in here and just mention that everything we're talking about with veterans, and especially the buddy check, learn how to listen. When you do this, it will make you a better person. You will become better for it because you're going to learn to listen. That will help everybody in your life, especially you, and your family, your friends, and the entire country. This is the time. Learn how to listen. It is so vital with, as we say, Armed Forces Day, which most people don't know about, but you should. This year is Saturday, May 20th. 
follow the meeting by Memorial Day, where people give out poppies or buy poppies or use poppies as a, a symbol to remind us that freedom is not free. And these are the people that put themselves on the front line to defend freedom, no matter. And throughout the world, the American Legion is dedicated also to helping people transition from the military into active civilian life, which, by the way, is not simple. It is a difficult transition and the best of circumstances. And the American Legion is right there to help people so that they don't fall into that, that pit. And then you have things called the buddy chugs. I'm going to mention it again three times. Go to be the one.org, B-E-T-H-E-O-N-E, be the one.org, be the one.org. Understand that you, you, you're the one that can help save a life. You can prevent suicide. And it's as easy as the following. Hey, nice to see you. Thank you for your service. We appreciate it. Is there anything I could do to be of benefit? That's it. And then learn to listen. Jim, those words are resonating. Learn to listen is a great slogan for the world. And I want to make mention also that the American Legion is so active in everything to do with helping our veterans, which represent, by the way, 6.4% of the American population. We're not talking a small group of people. These right. are the people who have actively signed up to be of benefit. Those who protected us, it is in our domain to help protect them. And the way you do it is with a smile, a hello, and just say, I'm here to be of help. What could I do to help you? And urge people to understand about the buddy check. Now, tell us a little bit more of you. We only have a minute left. Tell us a little bit more about the buddy check system and what people can do. As I mentioned, dial 988 extension one. Give us one more item that you really want people to take away with them on this remarkable, important interview that we're doing right now. Well, once, once you identify that veteran at risk, it's so important that the community that surrounds that Legion post gets involved and tries to get this veteran help because it's uh, you could wait four or five, six weeks for an appointment with either a private or a VA doctor or a mental health therapist. But maybe in that community, you've got somebody that a clergyman, a social worker, a, a local hospital that can get involved and give that veteran to at least start them on the road to recovery. That's so important. So that's that's what we've decided to do with the Legion Post is make them some resource centers. But we don't we can't do it alone. The communities have to be involved. Resource centers, 12,000 resource centers around the country. But as Jim says, it's up to you. It's up to me. When you see a veteran or you know a veteran or you know somebody knows a veteran, ask around, say, is there somebody I could just talk to and say, hello, just tell them how much I appreciate you. You hear these words? We appreciate you. Go to be the one.org, be the one.org. You can make a difference. Go mad as we speak on our show all the time. Go mad, go make a difference. Jim Triola, thank you so much for being here. And for all our listening audience, go forth, live exuberantly, spread the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and love. You can save a life by doing that. Thank you so much. Best wishes. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Joy of Living podcast. Now that's another step towards your healthier, happier, and wealthier life. Never hesitate to do good in the world, no matter what the situation. Join us for another upbeat discussion next time at BarryShore.com. And be sure to leave a rating and subscribe to the show to get more conversations like this. And remember to share it with your family and friends too. See you on the next episode.